Happy Easter. That was actually very good. Happy Easter. Today, last night, and today we begin a season of 50 days of grace in which God invites us to have the power of salvation renewed in us. I hope that you are here for that, and I hope you will be here through this season of grace. Many of us prepared for six plus weeks during Lent for the celebration of the holiest days of the year, which we just celebrated this past week, and many of you were part of that. About 2,000 years ago, a person named Jesus in about the most obscure part of the world by earthly standards, Palestine, went out into the world and he told people, I am the Son of God. That's either true or false. There's nothing in between. Jesus was speaking to our Jewish ancestors, people who knew that God created this world, people who understood absolutely powerfully how fallen away from God this world is. We talked about this a lot in Lent. Our Jewish ancestors understood better than any other people on this planet that the world that was meant to be only in love with God in which people are only meant to love one another, in which we individually are only meant to love ourselves, that this world had fallen far, far, far away from God. Our Jewish ancestors knew better than any other people on this planet, because God revealed it to them, that somehow God was going to save this world for hundreds and hundreds of years. They heard God speak through the prophets, particularly, saying that somehow God was going to intervene in the mess of this world and save us eternally, not just for a while, like they had been saved in different ways, but eternally. About 2,000 years ago, a man, a person, Jesus of Nazareth, told people that he was the Messiah. He told people increasingly clearly as they began to oppose him that he had existed forever. To repeat, that's either true or false. If I come in here today and I tell you I have existed from the beginning of creation, I hope you will say he's nuts and leave because that's absolutely untrue. There's no gray area there. Jesus told people that God, the creator of the universe, God, God, whom our Jewish ancestors knew so well, was his daddy, the word that you would only use for your biological father. Jesus told people that he was beginning the final stage of human history, the kingdom of God. He told people, if you will choose to follow me, pretty big deal, if you will turn away from your sin and put me, Jesus, at the center of your life, if you will do what I tell you to do, if you will love the way I teach you to love, you'll become part of this kingdom. This kingdom will exist on this planet and it will become eternal. I think you all know this. Jesus told people, if you live in me for real, if you actually become my disciple, you will never die spiritually on this planet. No matter how good, no matter how awful things are, you will never die spiritually. And when you die physically, you'll live eternally if you choose to live in me now. What many of us entered into this past week was the truth of how people, in fact, responded to Jesus. Some people, like Mary, 
some number of women particularly, and some number of men, with all of their limitations, did choose to follow Jesus. They may have failed, they may have succeeded, but they continued to follow Jesus. That was not the case for most people. The scriptures are really straightforward about this. Lots and lots of people were attracted to Jesus, particularly when he kind of opened their minds, very much when he did things like miraculously give them food because everyone likes a free meal. But the more Jesus challenged people, the more people said, no, we don't believe this. When Jesus started saying things like, I'm going to give you my flesh to eat and my blood to drink, If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll live forever. People started backing away, because that does sound crazy. That sounds like cannibalism. If I tell you today, I'm going to give you my flesh to eat, my blood to drink, I hope you run out the door. People also turned away from Jesus because all he was was love. All he was was about selfless, sacrificial, forgiving, merciful, giving love for people in every need, every person, including your enemies. And people did not like that at all. People really had the opportunity to hear and see Jesus's love. And what we entered into this week is most people rejected him and some people hated him. They didn't just say that's crazy. They didn't just say that's wrong. They didn't just say, you're not the Messiah, you're not the Savior. They so hated him that they chose to kill him. Some of you had the courage to enter into this on Good Friday. That could sound like a toss-away expression. It takes a lot of courage, and not nearly every Christian has the courage to enter into Good Friday, because Good Friday showed us the truth of how 2,000 years ago and how I today in my sin in fact, reject Jesus. The way the world ultimately responded to Jesus, most people, was they killed him, which is what I do in my sin. They arrested him, they falsely persecuted him, they said ridiculously untrue things about him, they tortured him in the most grotesque ways, and they ultimately nailed him to a cross On Good Friday, when many of us entered into this, that is the reality of how the world responds to Jesus Christ and its Savior. When Jesus is killed, people yell at him, if you're the Messiah, save yourself, which is totally intelligent. That absolutely makes sense. If you're the Savior of the world, save yourself from that. If you're the Son of God, save yourself from that. When Jesus is killed, when he is really, truly dead, it would appear that everything he says is false. He couldn't be the Son of God. If he's the Messiah, they're right. Save yourself. Surprise! Three days later, he rises from the dead. Three days later, after he's put in a tomb, it turns out the tomb is empty. We heard the beginning of John's version just now. Three days after Jesus is killed, he rises and he appears to people. It's the same Jesus. People can see the marks of the nails. They can see the mark of the lance thrust into his side, and that's all over. He is physically, spiritually, completely risen from the dead. It turns out 
he is the Son of God. It turns out he is the Savior of the world. It turns out that the power of selfless, giving, forgiving, merciful love for the biggest scum on the planet, meaning me, selfless, merciful, giving, forgiving love for the people who kill him, which is you and me in our sin, that's the power of salvation. It turns out the power of his love that he lives into death itself is infinitely more powerful than the evil, the hatred, the injustice, and death itself. Jesus Christ is the only savior of the world, and ultimately, through his passion, his death, and his resurrection, he finally breathes the full power of that salvation into this world and then into his followers. We'll celebrate this 50 days from now. The power of that salvation doesn't just appear on the planet and return to heaven when Jesus ascends. He ultimately breathes that into anyone who's open to him through the Holy Spirit. The power of salvation, if you have been baptized, has been breathed into you. Nothing else matters on this planet. When you are thinking about your money, you are being distracted. When you think about your job and your problems and even wars, you are being distracted. All that matters is Jesus Christ. All that matters is the power of his salvation. And if you choose to live that power, all the other things fall into place. What I really push on you, for whatever it's worth to you, on this beginning of the Easter season morning, is just to remind you of the very obvious truth. You and I have been saved by a person, Jesus Christ. Not by a set of ideas, not by a bunch of principles, not by a bunch of words, by a person, Jesus Christ. He is the source of the scripture, which is uniquely important. He is the source of all the teaching of the church, of the sacraments, which are entirely important. But he is a person. He has been breathed into you. We do not necessarily get this, and Easter is meant to open this. At the core of your soul is a person, Jesus Christ. Whether you have been paying attention to him and whether you have been ignoring him and someone just dragged you in here today, the truth of Easter is at the core of your soul from the moment you're baptized is a person, Jesus Christ. You were created through him. However you came into this world, whatever the circumstances, he chose to create you. When he is killed, you were in his consciousness. It is very hard to get our minds around this, but your soul can get it. When Jesus is killed, he's killed by you and your sin. And when he chooses to love into that sin, he chooses to love you in your sin. When Jesus rises from the dead, he doesn't rise just for the world in general. He rises for you personally. 
He is within you to answer every question you have, to show you the way through everything in life, to give you the way to live. He is at the core of your soul. If you are looking for the renewal of Easter, look for him and pursue him and be part of this community, getting to know him and talking about him and helping one another understand and live in him. There is a savior, he has risen, he is waiting for each of us now and eternally. He has truly risen. Thank you for listening. To learn more and to get involved, go to stpatrickparish.com.